created to have some fun together sharing and singing. So join and enjoy. Our love for opera brings us together. Thanks for being with us in this trip. Very young. But before this duet, she has already confronted that all her beauty is gone. If you're familiar with that aria, it is Adio del Passato, in where she says bye to the past. And she recalls, she remembers everything she has lost. And one of the things she has lost is Alfredo. We jumped from the first to the third, and it is in the second where they were happy, at least for the very first two minutes, because right after that, everything <laughs> starts to go wrong. But at, the, at least we, we had the chance of hearing that Violeta could be happy. No longer she is. Now she's sick. She's lonely. Alfredo left her. Of course, she made her. She made him leave her on the agreement of, with Mr. Giorgio Germont. That's complicated. We are not explaining. But at the, end, at the end, at this point in time, time, she's been alone, knowing that she's about to die. And suddenly... She lost her fortune. Yeah, trying to get to, to recover her health. She, so she basically has nothing. It, it is, in fact, when you see it on the stage, uh, one, one, one really feels uh, Violeta's pain. And uh, yeah. Alfredo left her thinking that she didn't love her anymore. But what he, he really didn't know throughout that, those days is that she continues to love him. So when he gets yeah. back, it is when this duet starts. Of course, he already knows she's in pain. Of course, he already knows she's about to die. Of course, she's not willing to accept it. But just imagine that you were forced to leave the woman you loved. And now that you are coming back, you find that she's about to die. I mean, that would be... That is an immense pain, so difficult to bear. And in the middle of that immense tragedy, because Verdi really took, took it on, on Violeta, he really was cruel on making her suffer. And remember that some people say that it has some biographic content, making reference to her Giuseppina Streponi, the, somehow the love of his life. Of course, talking about Giuseppina Strepone is, takes another 20 minutes because she's a very interesting character with influence in, in Verdi's life. But somehow people say that he dedicated this opera to Giuseppina just to honor her for all the pain she had to suffer being with Verdi. So I think I shouldn't be explaining anymore because now I feel it. <laughs> Very deeply, and, and I will not be able to sing anything. <laughs> what would you like to add? I would like to add that um, Alfredo is probably suffering as much as Violeta because in second act, uh, he... Well, there's a misunderstanding in second act. It, it has to, to, to be for, uh, for some reasons. But he treated her very, very rude, in a very, very rude way. And um, 
that makes that they uh, took different uh, ways uh, they got aborted and now that he knows the truth tries to approach approaches her again and and they have like five minutes to to spend together so I can't imagine what he's feeling we we thought about Violetta and and how she lost everything but finally she she finds now uh, some some relief for the chance to be with with the love of her life again but what about Alfredo she she lost her and he he lost her he treated her like crap and now there's no way to rectify to to correct that way and and be together it has to feel terrible yeah i have to agree with that and it is very interesting that those thoughts on the role of a tenor come from a soprano <laughs> because i have never <laughs> thought it that way myself <laughs> I, I have always given so much thought on Violeta and I have never thought of Alfredo, but thanks for sharing. Now I can see it from a, from a different perspective that I had not considered, but it is true. Now it ha he has to be alive, keeping that memory of hers. Remember also that at the end, uh, when, she's there, when she says, Prendi queste limancine, you, you see, when, he, when she's delivering this to him to, for you to be able to, to remember me, how, how can you Be find... happy. I won't be here anymore. I'll be taking care from heaven. And I bless you both. Oh, God. I, I personally, I don't think Alfredo would ever be happy again keeping that no, heavy I load. Of I would kill myself if I were Alfredo. <laughs> well, that happens in Romeo and Julieta. Remember, <laughs> the, the yeah. two of them loving at the, well. There are other operas where the two of them die, but basically, the, the most famous lovers are Romeo and Juliet, which will not be part of this cycle, by the way, because the the duets there are not that famous. They are great, but they are not that famous. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we did in mind another thing because we before we jump into the into the score, and this is something that is usually forgotten because I have noticed that people, especially when it is part of the whole opera, the whole representation, not when it is a duet and extract in a concert, the soprano, this act has to be sung with a voice that really shows she's about to die. So when, when they sing in parallel, her voice has to be, not, not only is written uh, with lower notes, but also her voice needs to sound tired. And people think if they have not paid attention to the whole opera, or if they don't know, know the story, they say, oh, poor soprano, she's already tired. She cannot sing as loud as the tenor. This is not the Liviamo Liviamo. This is, this is not a triumphal story. She's about to die. This is the the last minutes she's going to be spending with her lover. She's making an effort, as we see in detail throughout the act, but the truth is that she's not going to make it. And uh, with, with that in mind, it is that from the from the perspective 
of the tenor, it has to be sung, it says dolcissimo a mezza voce. Again, you don't need to shout it, shout it. you don't say, Parigio cara. You sing it, you know, more carefully, more like caring, like from my perspective, it is like if the tenor wanted to embrace her with her, with his voice, yeah. it has to be softer. If you notice, in particular, I like this this uh, this passage because. Remember that you are trying to keep keep her, like embracing her with your voice. So when you are sharing with her, I, I, we haven't translated the title, by the way, Parisio Cara, means that uh, the, the whole duet means that he would like to go with her to Paris. Remember that they met in Paris. The first act, in fact, happens in Paris. So as as they are as she's living away retired uh, outside the in a villa, he wants to the portrait the whole duet is about portraying their life again being happy again and they are going to be happy in Paris. So I from my perspective and I would like to insist, it, of course it is important the notes but more important is that the tenor is really showing that caring with his voice. And even if you notice, well, if you, if you are familiar with how music is written, you see that something increases here and decreases again, which Verdi is telling the tenor, do not exaggerate. Do not put everything in there. Just touch that high note, but immediately decrease the volume. That's what, again, justifies that this part of the tenor has to be so, so very caring for her. La tua salute rifiorirà Sospiro e loce, tu mi sarai, tu tu il fotone arriverà. If you notice the the the, the complete uh, the complete section has flowed so smoothly so softly that you really feel that caring for her. If, if you ever happen to listen to a version of, of two singers and the, and the tenor is going full voice, he really didn't understand what he's singing, right? <laughs> it really has to show that caring. Let's go now for the part of Violetta.
that final uh, arridera is usually somehow interrupted uh, con anima uh, by the tenor with Paritio carano y lo seremo. because uh, we need to mention that the duet is usually not song complete. Here comes a section that, uh, in fact, I don't think I have ever heard it complete. <laughs> I, the, the whole section is usually cut. Uh, we explained that in a previous program also sometimes. Uh, at the end, we also need to consider not only that it may feel, the melody may feel repetitive at some point, but let's keep in mind that Violeta has been sung, singing for a good number of hours already. So besides that she must show that she's tired, the soprano is actually tired. She has been singing <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. In all and the let's remember that uh, it's not the most um, easiest thing in the world to sing with that line and that loud. Um, it, it may be, it might sound like a contradiction. Well, if you if you're tired, it is easier to to sing um, so quietly. Well, it's not because let's remember that you have to use much uh, much more air. You have to use um, much more your diaphragm, and uh, you have to. Uh, use that air to move your voice through it, sometimes it is easier to sing loud and yell that sing in this way at the end of the opera it's like kind of criminal yeah, and re not only remember that she has been singing for hours but also remember that for some stage directors they also make her sing uh, lying on a bed <laughs> or on a, on, a, on a very uncomfortable position so yeah, that's right th that adds to the difficulty and I also like wanted to mention before we continued something that uh, besides the melody also being very lovely being the reason why people love this duet also uh, the, the part of, the part of the soprano with this uh, and I don't know how to call it how, how do we call it's in English. How can we call that yeah, that section of yours in English? We'll have a reward for our suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but what, I, what I meant is that this uh, is some, uh, short uh, remarked notes that one may think that she's happy again. Recalling maybe the first act of La Traviata, but she is not happy. She is not. 
Even though you, you may find these notes very right. Remember that she's about to die. So she doesn't have that brightness and that volume. She doesn't know. She still has the, the hope that she will go to the doctor. Now that Alfredo is beside her, she she thinks that she will have the strength again to to recover, and she realizes that she's not recovering. Oh God! And please don't mention that because that's part. That's one of the parts of the opera that also it also most of the times almost makes me cry. You know when she when she gets up and she says that she wants to go out right after this duet, and she says "Grandio, non posso," and she says "I cannot do it," even if she wants it, even if Alfredo has returned, and that she thought that would be enough to go back to her life, it is not. She has to face it. So when you have all that in your mind, you see how difficult it is to go through this duet when. Everything is falling apart, really. But let's go back to the to the to the to the duet. As I was telling you, it is usually omitted because they play again with this part of La vita ti trascorreremo. scene that we were just sharing the unknown più a un tempio alfredo andiamo dal tuo ritorno grazie rendiamo but she knows that every this is well she's about to learn that she's it is actually not going to happen but and you know what i like what i like it when two fellow singers are singing this parigi Ocara on stage is when they when they finish la tua salute si rifiorirà Así From my perspective, it is very important that the two voices finish at exactly the same time because it makes it makes the duet believable. 
If for some reason the soprano falls short of breath, the tenor should immediately end. Cut. Yeah. I mean, we know that she's sick, but don't abuse. Don't, don't keep it for longer. <laughs> You're you're in love with her, so you have to keep. I I wanted to mention because I was uh, watching recently one of the very famous performances of two of the most famous singers of the past four decades, and uh, I noticed that for some reason it was the other way. The tenor fell a little short in breath, but the soprano kept going. <laughs> And I told him. No, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Besides not being believable because you are the one who is about to die, it it really doesn't make sense that you are making plans together and at the end we're really not making plans together. I'm just planning on showing off my, my voice. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, personally, uh, because of the of this all this content in the words, Uh, if I had to lean towards any of these two duets, I would lean towards Parigi Okara. Yeah, so uh, the only thing is that is that for you maybe it's not your tesitura, so <laughs> but you can do it on stage, right? I think that I can sound like a twelve years old Violetta, and no one will care about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could possibly be the be the case. <laughs> but but you could enjoy the first act. Yeah, totally. Now I think that you can't um, take this this role and um, and effort not in in this uh, technique sense when you uh, push your instrument and your voice to the limit. But you can take care with the color and do uh, a good work. Maybe I will be Violeta someday. Yeah. I, I think that Violeta, well, of course, you know you're a soprano. So you know that Violeta is the role every soprano wants to sing. Because, you know, you will be applauded insanely at the end of the opera. You want to be Violeta too. Everybody wants to be Violetta. Well, Everyone I would like to be Giorgio Germont. You, you know that I like the cruel guys, and Giorgio Germont in the second act is just a, a very miserable guy. <laughs> you hate it. If it's well played, you will hate it. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you succeed if you are hated. If, if you're not hated, you, you were not a good Giorgio Germont. So you, you really have to do it. And uh, yeah. maybe we, we could wrap up by saying that people used to say, And adding to what you just mentioned, that people say that uh, Violetta is written for three different sopranos, that you need a very light coloratura soprano in the first act, a very lyrical one in the second, and a dramatic one for the third. From my perspective, that is an exaggeration. What you need to have is a soprano with a well-developed voice who is comfortable... Yeah with her ornaments, comfortable with her central uh, voice, and comfortable with putting some dark or some expression for the final act. So Yeah, I think it has to do with your intention, what, with what you try to, to say. And probably I will never sound like Maria Callas in, in the drama meaning, in the color sense, but but you can impress it to, to your voice, to your sound. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, there are many famous tenors that do not like to sing Traviata because you know, they know that all the applause will go to the soprano. So <laughs> say, why, why invest my time when they will be only applauding here? <laughs> so usually, usually uh, I, I don't mean bad, but people know that usually when there is a Traviata, la Traviata is usually a very consummate soprano and the tenor is usually not that strong because tenors at the same uh, level of famous of maturity of the voice usually do not accept to be the secondary role because even though they are the couple of la traviata the truth is that uh, alfredo is always secondary yeah. to her so it's kind of when a girl marries a king she becomes a queen that if a guy marries a queen he becomes the queen's husband <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah that, that's what that's what it happens yeah so that, that's the case for uh, to, uh these two duets that we wanted to share with you today for next week we are already preparing our content for next week and truth is that i have not decided so you will see uh you will be able to witness now what will uh katya vote for so her vote here will decide What are the two melodies that we are bringing next week? You have to choose, okay. Katia. We have the two main areas from La Boheme, of course, Si Mi Chiama No Mimi, and Que Gelida Manina. That is option one. And uh, we have, on the other hand, the hyper-famous Barbero di Sibilia and... Uh, We have, of course, the introduction of Il Barbiero. <laughs> largo, factotum de la chita, largo. And, of course, we have Rosina's aria. So, which one do you choose for next program? You choose, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Il Barbiero. Okay. We'll go for Il Barbiero. Again. But the... I want to be Figaro. Oh, I cannot be Rosina, so... <laughs> <laughs> you, you will have to be the two of them uh, I, okay. I, I sound like a contralto when trying to sing Rosina so. <laughs> but, but, but let's remember that in fact Rossini wrote for sort of a dark mezzo because he was yeah. in love with a woman who had that tesitura so what can we do he was a composer he can do whatever he does and we're wrapping yeah. today's program i feel weird that we are wrapping with not a melody because i got used to having some uh some singing to wrap up so that's why i feel uh, weird today i'm not sure if you katia would like to sing something so we can wrap up and i don't feel weird <laughs> sure but let me find my score because i was reading the scores we we Sure. We've been talking about. What will you be saying? It's it's lost. I would like to share. Oh, it already appeared. Adiós del pasado. Okay, let's go for that. Thank you. Adiós del pasado. Rosé de Puerto 
posting more content in our profile in coffee you can find us there as opera we love singing all in one word so go to coffee k as in key o as in opera dash f as in food and i as in ice we love to see you there